We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. I think that Bill Belichick thought he, he at least had a really good shot at this job, even before I think he exited the Patriots. And I think it's one of the reasons why things went so smoothly, um, why you know people who know Bill said that he was in a really good place the day of the press conference. I just wonder if, if Bill had more of a indefinite future, if he didn't have something in his back pocket, would things have gone so smoothly? I think Bill thought he had the Falcons in his back pocket. How do you think he, he, he is just kind of processing this right now? I think he's pissed. I think he's, I think he's really upset about this. I think that he had this job. I can tell you this, I really, really hope Bill Belichick lands in the NFC South uh, with his next job, if he gets a next job, because I would like to see what he does to the Falcons each time he plays them. I love that from Bedard. I love that. Lose 6 nothing, maybe? <laughs> right. Like just, oh, they, bet, they better hope Bill's not in their division. Revenge tour loading. Like, why? So he can win four games and come in last like he did this year? Like, I don't, I don't get that. Maybe it'll be the chip on his shoulder he needs. Maybe. And I'm here for all of it. <laughs> How about getting fired by the Patriots? They didn't put a chip on his shoulder? Yeah, right. Like, don't you want to see him in the AFC East? Greg, wouldn't that be the place to see him? But whatever, fine. Uh, leave that to the side. The rest of the commentary I got. Bill thought he had the Falcons in his back pocket the whole time. Number one. Which I believe. I, I think Bill thought the Falcons were a done deal. Arthur Blank wanted him. Bill thought that's all that mattered. It's all that mattered. I don't need to convince Rich McKay. I got to convince Rich McKay's boss. And then he's the boss and he does what he wants. I think Bill thought it was done. And Arthur Blank got cold feet. Why? Was it the people in his building or was it, well, I don't know, Bill's former boss here in New England? Maybe he swayed some minds. Or maybe Bill just misread the situation. Maybe Arthur Blank, you know, really got persuaded by the Rich McKays of the world or whatever. I have no idea. Maybe they really love Raheem Morris. But I think that part from Bedard is interesting. And I also think that Bill is pissed. Not humiliated. Not embarrassed. He's pissed. And so that tells me he's not going to change his ask you know <laughs> like if he were embarrassed maybe he would go out and take less money or ask for less power or really go hat in hand to a team like seattle and try to get in the mix late you know hey you know what i don't need personnel power pay me 15 million a year uh, for the first year robert Kraft is already on the hook for the other 10 or whatever and let's do this like if he were embarrassed then maybe there would be some humility there or some ability to, as I said, go hat in hand and, and ask for less. But I, he's pissed, which tells me he's going to do the exact same thing next cycle if Bedard is right. Uh, so it's the final hour. Jones and Mego with Arcan here on WEEI. We have Meg Splaining coming up about 25 minutes from now. We also have Bet Roulette. Picks for this weekend at 545. Stay tuned for all of it.
Real quick before we get to the phone calls, Mego, and I want to play uh, Les Snead on Raheem Morris because it's interesting. Uh, Ryan just dropped this in, and you talked about this, I, I think, on Monday. Were we talking about this late last week? It's all run together. Fenway-led investors are near PGA Tour domestic rights deal. So that deal you were talking about earlier in the week or late last week, uh, they are now closing in on it. A consortium led by the owners of the Red Sox and Liverpool FC, who, by the way, did you see Liverpool just sacked their coach earlier today? Yeah. Jurgen Klinsmann? I don't pretend to know what that has to do with anything, but I just found it interesting. I'm like, oh, okay. They're firing their manager over in Liverpool. Someone said John Henry should do a Ted Lasso thing with Bill Belichick. <laughs> Wow, there you go. Bring uh, I, I don't watch the show, but I at least get that reference. Yeah. Bring Bill Belichick over there. I, I wish they cared as much about their manager here, uh, but that's neither here nor there. So, I don't know, is that a money-saving thing or what? I have no idea how that applies, but since we're bringing up Liverpool, I'll just mention it. They're set to begin executing its investment in the PGA Tour as early as next week, according to multiple pr- people familiar with the negotiations. The investors, led by Fenway Sports Group and consisting of a number of prominent U.S. sports owners, have been in talks with the PGA Tour for months on helping form a new for-profit entity called PGA Tour Enterprises, which would house the tour's commercial rights. Okay? So who knows how much money they're spending on this, but it's Henry and Warner. What, do you have the number? Do you have the figure? It says the total raised for the new entity will be less than the three-plus billion dollar previously reported. Okay, so right. So that's the total figure, which is less than what you were talking about early in the week. But we don't know how much of that. It's not John Henry is $3 billion, I don't think. Or I mean, I'll let you know. I make less than three-plus <laughs> billion dollars a year. So, doesn't really give you that much. Right, but and I, I don't know what percentage of that three-ish billion dollars. Call it $3 billion for a round number. I, I, I don't know what percentage of that is John Henry. But my point is, so now this deal's about to go through and they're not spending on their baseball club. And it's like, while Sam Kennedy is on this radio station crying poor about COVID, COVID, and blaming that for why they're not spending money and the business of baseball, which like, at one point they'll blame COVID and hey, the business is down at the other. They're like, well, Steve Cohen's an idiot because he spends so much money. And, you know, the Dodgers, I mean, why are they spend so much money? And don't pay attention to the Rangers. They spent a lot of money in one World Series. So, like, they're blaming COVID, and, you know, Tom Warner's like, well, it's not really the way to win. Now they're out here spending like crazy on this. And in the meantime, they bought a hockey club and all these other things. So that that sounds like that deal is going through. That's no longer a rumored deal. That sounds like that deal is about to go through is my only point on this. Notable. It's a lot of money, even if it's not three-plus billion dollars. There's There's a lot of money involved. And it's not just Fenway Sports Group. Right. Like it said in there, there's a... The owner of the Bucks is in there. I know there's a bunch of other sports owners in there, but they're the ones that are heading it up. Um, Wick is part of the uh, the the group as well, right? Uh oh, what does that mean for the Celtics? Just kidding. The Celtics are spending a lot of money right now. Good for them. <laughs> they are and they're not. Although this also came up, Arkan, you dropped it, or maybe it was Ryan dropped in that the Bucks are now paying three coaches. Yes, and they're paying Doc Rivers reportedly forty million dollars. On top of the other two coaches. Is it that high? Well, yes. I, I had it's, not it's seen that. Only, $40 million over total. Yeah, 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 but it's still. only, but his salary is reportedly only behind Spolstra and um, the Detroit coach, which is hilarious. Oh, Monty Williams? Yeah. So not even Popovich. Wow. Okay, interesting. So uh, anyway, my only point about the Bucks and Wick and his money real quick. The Bucks are paying three coaches. They fired Budenholzer. They fired Adrian Griffin right away. Now they're paying Doc. Part of the reason Missoula's back is the Celtics probably don't want to pay multiple coaches. But I, I kind of like what Missoula has done. Missoula's kind of turned into my guy this year. I, I, I kind of like what Missoula has done. It's they mo- also paid like five assistant coaches to babysit him. So, I mean. No, true. But <laughs> but 
They're, they're not all, head coach. All prices, the assistant all coaches combined aren't people, making yeah. a fraction of what Doc is making. Did you see right. the T-shirt that he had post game last night in media? Uh, it was something like Jesus Coffee and Jujitsu or something yes. like that, right? Is that what it was? He yes. said those are the three most important things to him outside of his family and basketball: Jesus Coffee, Jujitsu. He had to have that custom be, made, right? So I, I thought this one. I or read is it. that like a big crew? I thought that this one. I read it. Why wouldn't it be Jesus Java Jujitsu? Why wouldn't you keep the J's oh. going? Right. That yeah. stuff gets me excited. <laughs> See, you got to help him with his branding. Yeah, just why I didn't understand the co- the coffee there. I didn't understand. Arcan, I felt you're like cackling a, back there. What would yours say? I'm just picturing Jesus like doing jujitsu <laughs> with coffee. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Jesus. Ouch, I burned myself. It's like Jesus on South Park. Yeah. Uh, very violent. Uh, 617. <laughs> How about our buddy Jake in Boston? What's up, Jake? What's up, boys? What's up, hey, girl? What um, up? As much, as much as I would love the going around Super Bowl logo conspiracy to be true this weekend, we all need to be rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. Obviously, the more Mahomes wins, Jones, the more Reed wins, you get to needle the Patriots suckers who just discovered in the last 48 months or so that Santa Belichick isn't real and the Patriot mystique was all Tom Brady. But imagine the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and the O.J. Chase-like coverage of Taylor Swift leaving her final Eras Tour concert in Tokyo and trying to make it to Vegas and Allegiant Stadium on time. Oh, is that is that going to be a just, tight? That's going to be a tight turnaround. I didn't realize that. It, it's a really really quick turnaround. She like you've got jet. the window. It's going to look like Doug Mirabelli on like a million billion <laughs> steroids. Now I'll be at the game, but if I if the Chiefs win here. I need a Taylor Swift feed for the entire game. And if it's the Chiefs and Lions, you need to stick Eminem in the next suite with the two Taylor Lautners, and it would be amazing. This is a cultural moment. This is going to be the biggest Super Bowl if it turns out on Sunday, yeah. which means Chiefs-Lions, it will be the biggest Super Bowl since the plate game. Yeah, well, explain again why Why don't you like the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Why, do you think it would well, be a blowout? I do. and I you think it would be a non-competitive to be, game? To be totally honest, I am. And I, and I saw all the texts about, well, they played the first game of the season. and, and It's like, okay, well, if you think the Super Bowl was played in the first week of the season, then I guess you don't have to watch. That's a good point. Actually, that feels so long. I completely forgot about that. Mm. Exactly. I have, I Remember have, when I said Bill Belichick wants the offense. Patriots to be the Lions? Yeah. And you guys were like, what? Yeah. Look at, yeah, you, you want to be the Lions now, which is, but I still think that's pathetic. I stand by that. You want to be the you do want to be the I'm Lions. I'm also just sick of the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Every team in the NFC except one wants to be the Lions. No, but 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 do you understand? Like in just a couple of years since Brady left, oh, it's yeah. like we the Lions were just a joke, and now mm-hmm. you're the joke, and the Lions are up, and you want to be the Lions. I stand by that. Oh, uh, let's go to how the tables turn. <laughs> George in in Jaffa. Well, George, hello. Yeah, man. Hey, hey so hey, so here's here's the thing. Uh huh. Bill Belichick yeah. destroyed Mac Jones, and I, I I agree with Mego. I think they should bring back McDaniel's. They should draft Marvin Harrison and run Mac one more year to see if he has anything in him. What do you guys think of that? Okay, uh, did you? Did I say? I that? was just going to say the same <laughs> thing. I don't. I, I, don't, I, was, I was the only one. Who was, I don't believe Mego said that's that. An yeah. arcane I was take. the only one that would like didn't puke at that idea. I think <laughs> when we when we brought that up. But I do think that if you only because you don't have uh, your what is it strep throat again. <clears throat> that's yeah. true. But I do think that if you draft Harrison and you sign Mike Evans and you sign Calvin Ridley or whatever, uh, I think that you know Mac Jones could. I think Mac Jones could bounce back in an offense like that. I do. Harrison Evans and Ridley, or just Harrison Evans and whoever. Okay, let's play it out. Ha- Mac with Harrison, Evans, and Ridley. Do can I think they throw that- it to each other? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do I, yeah. Do I think that would be a good offense? Can they throw? Can I, the receivers throw it to I one another? I kind of still don't think that would be a good offense. 
I don't really. I think, think most quarterbacks would do be, well with those. It games. would definitely be better. Okay, better. Right? It would be but, significantly better. But is better guaranteed to be good? No. Yeah, they were just the worst offense. <laughs> exactly. In the sport. But so, I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, it's going to look exactly the same. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I just said it might not be good. I don't know if it would be good. It would be better. It would be better by default, yes. If you have the same defense. Although people which, thought that with Patricia and Judge. Well, yes. if you have the same defense, which you're largely going to have with a couple of exceptions of guys who are going into free agency, I think you really just need a good, not you know, average to good offense, and you can compete. Dude, I do, the text lines is the nerve of saying you're sick of the Chiefs in the Super Bowl as a Pats fan. I'm not a Pats fan. I had to watch one team in the Super Bowl forever, no, I, and I had to watch another team in the Super Bowl forever, <laughs> yeah, and, and I'd like more variety. Generally, I'm of that mindset where it's like, ah, this team's here every year. I'm going to start rooting against them. I hate them. But because it tweaks Patriots fans and they get so bothered by it, I'm rooting I'm for the not Chiefs. not a Patriots fan. No, no I'm, not, I'm not talking to you. I'm saying all the fans that are like tw- uh, texting you, like, oh, the nerve of that. Do you hate Patriots fans? I mean, it depends on the day. 617-779-7937. We'll get back to all your feedback here coming up. Uh, we also have Meg's planning. What's coming up today, Mego? Okay. There is a dining trend on the rise, and it led me to ask another question about, are we better off doing certain things totally alone? <laughs> well, I can think of one thing. Uh, we'll get to that <laughs> right after trending with our kids. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of Jones and Mego on W-E-E-I. I remember when he came here to be our defense coordinator, uh, having a relationship with Rich McKay in Atlanta. And Rich said, wow, what a unique uh, experience and let's call it unique football acumen that he had based on he's coaching the defensive room. He's actually coached in an offensive room. I mean, whether he was a mentee learning, whether he was partnering with people, whether he was mentoring and leading others, you know, those great Tampa defenses, that great uh, Atlanta offense that nearly pulled off a Super Bowl win. I mean, he was in the offensive room. He was in those defensive rooms. So there, there's not many coaches uh, on the planet, right, who's been in both of those rooms on those two sides of the ball. He's going to he's gonna build a – he's going to give any organization an edge in just how collaborative he is. It's going to be – it's going to – be an edge that uh, most teams aren't going to be able to compete with. I know this. He'll be able to hire an unbelievable staff. Every coach who's any good, who's qualified, who wants, they're going to want to work for Raheem. And I'm pretty sure there'll be a lot of tampering charges because just about every player in the NFL is going to text him and want to come play for him. Les Snead, Rams GM, on Raheem Morris. That's from, I don't know, a week and a half ago? Leading up to the Rams playoff game. He went out there and stumped for Raheem Morris as a candidate. He name-checked Rich McKay right at the beginning of it. Interesting. Tells you something about his role in the hiring process. And, you know, maybe they've been locked on Raheem Morris for a while. He worked in the building. Uh, He was their interim head coach in 2000. I also did like the uh, digression, though, into, man, not a lot of people have worked on both sides of the ball. (laughs) Offense and defense. It's like... 
So what if Patricia's in there? Only the best. Yeah, I mean, like, so Patricia's in there. They're like, wow, what a, what unique insight. Like, that's Bill Belichick logic, <laughs> that a good coach is a good coach and you're experienced on both sides of the football. Like, I don't know how big of a check mark that should be for anybody. Technically experienced. Yeah, right. In the case of Patricia. Now, maybe Raheem Morris, it's not like he was the coordinator or anything. But Raheem Morris, when he was on offense in Atlanta, those were awfully uh, good offenses, at least the year they made the Super Bowl. And so I found that interesting that he just went out and stumped for Raheem Morris. And again, the whole Bill Belichick role in all of it. I just I do wonder where the Patriots are at in terms of trends. And the offensive coordinator search makes me feel a little bit better the more names we get. You know, I liked Gerard Johnson, the quarterback's coach. I like that they're going to interview him. Um, or actually, I'm sorry, have interviewed him, right? That's done. That came out from uh, Jonathan Jones at CBS Sports, who feels like he may have a direct line into the Mayo camp. He, I, I never feel like that guy was... He's got a lot of info lately. R- right? Yeah, Patriots you're right about info. that. He would have something once in a while because we'd always comment like, oh, not the John Jones who's the right. cornerback. Right? Like that, I just feel like his name has been coming up a lot all of a sudden now that Bill's gone, and I wonder if he, he all of a sudden has like a mega source in the Patriots because his name has been coming up on a lot of stuff. But that's, I mean, who cares about that? When it comes to Draw uh, Johnson, though, I like that. He was C.J. Stroud's quarterback's coach under Bobby Slowick in Houston. And maybe they just had a good year because Stroud's really good. Like, I, I tend to believe that, but whatever. They were around a good young quarterback. Maybe maybe they figured something out, and they can apply that to a quarterback of the Patriots draft him. Who's the other guy they just interviewed from Detroit? Hooper Humperdink or whatever his name is? What's his name? <laughs> Tanner Engstrand. Yeah, there you go. Like, I like that one less than Johnson. But I, I like that it ha- there's no Patriots ties that I can figure out there. Like, Nick Cayley is in the McVay tree, but not really. He was a Bill guy and a McDaniels guy who spent one year with McVay. That's, that's something, but that's not enough for me. Zach Robinson felt more separated. I was more into that name, but it sounds like he's getting the job with Raheem Morris now in Atlanta. So those couple of names have started to intrigue me. The nightmare is Nick Cayley's back. Josh McDaniels is the OC. We're going to run it back with Mac. That would terrify me. But it feels like they're starting to get the offensive side squared away a little bit. I, I just wonder, Mego, when you look at the hiring trends in the NFL, they're mostly young guys on offense. Mostly. The the Falcons are going with another young defensive guy as well, although he at least, to Les Snead's point, has some background on offense. The Patriots hired internally, which you're not seeing any of the other teams do. They are bringing in a defensive guy, albeit a young one and an ex-player, and in some ways they're on trend there. They have their first black coach in franchise history. That's very on trend. I think four out of the six hires thus far have been minorities. So in some ways they're on trend. I just, that offensive thing I can't shake. I wish they were bringing in someone on offense, which is why the OC is important, and I hope they do go outside the building for that. I think the OC is really important for having a defensive, another defensive-minded head coach, especially with the state that your offense was in this year. I think it's going to be way more about the talent that you acquire through the draft and free agency. But you got to have a new scheme. Yeah, you got to have somebody with fresh ideas coming in, even if it's somebody's ideas from somewhere else. That's why I, you know, I, I've been having this debate with different people. We talked to Tom Kern about it yesterday, uh, but just in life about is it is it more valuable to have Josh McDaniels back because he's been around the block 
and has done the job before? Or do you want somebody, one of these guys, who's a, a pass game coordinator or quarterbacks coach or something like that, tight ends coach, and have them elevated to their first time calling plays and being an offensive coordinator? And I know the midday show is like up in arms about this. Oh, my God, it's somebody you just want somebody who's going to call plays for the first time. Well, I want somebody with a fresh perspective and I, most importantly, I want somebody who's going to be able to coach up the quarterback. Yeah. And that that's that's the only thing where I look at it and I go, I, I'm not totally opposed to Josh McDaniels. I don't know how fresh his perspective is. I don't even know how well he connects with players all the time. If you listen to how his players in Vegas talk about Oh, my about God. Him. They, like, threw a party the second he was out. Yeah. But he can work with a quarterback. And that that my hesitation with Nick Cayley is, does he have fresh ideas from spending one year with McVay and can he coach up a quarterback or is that another job that you're going to have to outsource and to somebody else, a very hands-on quarterbacks coach? I, I don't know. Like I, I have more hesitation with, with that where you hear a name like Tanner Angstrand from the lions. Detroit, yeah. I'm just intrigued. Yeah, me too. And so I agree with you. Personnel is more important than who they hire as OC, but they need somebody outside the building, I think, in that spot. Yeah, I would agree with that, too. And I also don't care if it's their first time calling plays. Bill O'Brien was an offensive coordinator for how many years? He came here and he was worse than Matt Patricia. Like, that doesn't matter to me. If they have someone who impresses them, and listen, I think what really it comes down to is what's going to impress the Crafts? What's going to impress them and Gerard Mayo? Is it going to be something that's familiar, or is it going to be something that's innovative? And as far as the Crafts are concerned, they seem much more impressed by familiarity than they do anything else, which I'm not super happy about. No. And so it's a good way of putting it. Like, it really would be a bad look on so many levels, I think. I mean, if they go out and win nine or ten games, then I'll shut up. But No, you won't. No, I'll figure out some angle. You're right. But I'll stand down on this one. Like, if they win nine or ten games, they just run everything back, and it's just, hey, let's just get Bill out of here, but let's bring in McDaniels, and let's promote Gerard Mayo, and on defense, it's going to be DeMarcus Covington, and let's promote Bill's kid to assistant to the head coach or whatever. I just think that that's such a bad look. Like, everything was Bill's fault. Like, trust me, I'm all about blaming Bill. But, like, just getting rid of Bill was going to fix everything? I don't think that's going to fix much. I don't think that's going to fix it. You need, you need no. bigger ideas than that. And, right, why are they so enamored with the familiarity? I don't understand. Uh, 617-779-7937. You can start jumping in line. For Rich Keefe, he comes your way at 6 o'clock here on a Friday evening. Right now, it's time for Megsplaining. Why don't you explain this to me like I am an 8-year-old? Do you need it broken down? It's so dumb. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm 5? Well, lucky for you. I don't know how else to talk about it. Shut up, Meg. It's time for... Now I let you know! Meg-splaining. Meg-splaining. Really quick sidebar, because we were talking about this during the break. Yes. And I want to introduce it to Arkan. We were talking about Joe Mazzula's t-shirt that he was wearing in post-game. And what would the three things on your T-shirt be? So, like, the things that are most important to you outside of work and family. Yeah. So, for Jones, we have Smart, Bergeron, JBJ. <laughs> yes, exactly. Those, those are, are his my, three those things. Those are my three most important things. There wasn't room for Mac, but he was close. Mine is Huskies, Martinis, Lacrosse. Nice. Do we do we share our cans? Yeah, let's... What do Arcan, we come up, do you want to know? What do we yeah, come sure. up with for our can? I can think of what it would be for me, but what do you think? North End, mm-hmm. 86 Celtics. Yep. Big booty hose. Hey. <laughs> pretty much right on. I was going to say North 86 end, Celtics. North End 86 Celtics butts. 86 Celtics <laughs> pasta and like, I don't know, butts. some other food that I like. But yeah, butts is probably. Yeah, no, but, yeah. no butts. Big yeah. booties. Yeah. No, I think Big that booties. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. 
on that you note. You guys really get me. <laughs> I know. We love you. We're so happy. Well, you're so back. complex and there's so many layers. It's really it's really hard to figure out. Yeah. Um, while we're talking pasta, Arkan, have you ever gone out in the North End recently? Yes. Totally by yourself. <laughs> Totally by yourself and eaten a meal by yourself. Um, uh, I went with George, so it was kind of like being by myself. But no, I don't think I've gone. He's a baby. Yeah, I, not I, a lot like, of conversation. We weren't talking. Yeah, so no, I mean, that's by that's. I'll count that as that by, yourself. by myself. No, that's yes. by that's by yourself. Uh, yeah. A while ago, we went to the Museum of Science, and then we went to Lemoncello's and had a little meal there, and it was just me and him. <laughs> I picture you really uh, aren't even that close to each other. I picture you know? George no, like in a yeah. little Scully cap. <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, there was a Buffalo's game that day, so it was still during the college football season. So it was a oh, while I ago, see. Yeah. So you needed some spot to go watch a game. Well, that's nice. So Arkansas just out toting a baby around. Are you around? a big solo diner? No. If you, so, if no. you have so, a night solo, do you go out to eat? No. So I might. I might like if you know if we're. I might go like jam like a burrito or a sandwich in my face real quick if we're like on remote somewhere, mm-hmm. and I got, I'm like gonna grab a food. But usually, I'll, usually I'll just grab food or grab a bite. I'll usually just grab food wherever we're broadcasting from. No, the only time I really did this consistently was uh, at, towards the end of college uh, when I would go to, I would just go do the cafeteria solo. Like for breakfast. Oh, that's sad. No, I'm saying for breakfast, if people like aren't up before class, I would have like an 8 a.m. class. I'm like, hey, does anybody want to go to the cafeteria before class? People are like, no, I'm going to sleep. And I'm college like, College is like the only time I never had a meal to myself, so, ever. So lunch and dinner, people would always go to the cafeteria. 8 a.m., people, people weren't, I mean, you're an athlete. Maybe that was different. Athletes, I feel like, would litter the cafeteria at like 7 a.m., We'd not, always just be sitting around and right, our sweats right, exactly, because they have practice and stuff, and you're yeah. up early. But you're like, just getting, constantly eating, convincing people to get out of bed before an eight a.m. class to go, hey, come meet me at the cafeteria. Not a good hit rate on that. So I would do that consistently uh, towards the end of college. Other than that, and I did not have the confidence to do that earlier in college. So other than that, I don't know how many meals I've eaten by myself ever. Like out, I mean, I do it plenty at my house. Uh, you know, like in hiding right. and in shame. I don't know how much I would do it out, though. No. So in 2023, well, there's a report about 2023 dining trends from Open Table. They say dining solo is on the rise with an increase of 4% year over year. And it was the largest increase of any party size with Thursday and Friday being the most popular days for people to go out and dine solo. And dine solo. Yeah. Does that count sitting at the bar and like getting that's, some that's getting some boneless wings think, and like a yeah. beer? I don't know. I, I don't that know the count. exact if you criteria. sit at a table by yourself, yeah. that's a different way Well, that's way what I was going to ask. Like, so it's interesting that you said in college you had to work up to a certain level of confidence. Oh, yeah. To no, if I, was a fr- if I was a freshman, there's no way I would have. Like, my senior year, I'm like, whatever. I'm just going to go sit in the cafeteria by myself and grab the globe <laughs> and, like, read Shaughnessy ripping shilling or whatever it was at the time. Flipping freshman's trays. Yeah, like. right. Exactly. <laughs> and like, But, like, my freshman, there's no way I would have been caught dead in the cafeteria by myself. So so, I, social suicide. I think some of this is a little bit gendered because I have a really hard time picturing going to the bar by myself on a Friday and sitting at the bar alone and ordering dinner for myself. Like, I don't know. I, I just feel sketched out by it. And maybe I do it's that a, a lot. <laughs> I know. Well, you find your trivia gang. Sure. Right. Arkan just goes and sits friends. at the bar and he's like, what yeah. trivia team can I jump on? Exactly. What yeah. date can I crash? <laughs> Is this your guys' first time out? All right. What are we calling hey, ourselves? Hey, you, uh, you guys doing trivia night for a first date? Hey, you mind if I join? It's kind of right in the middle. But I think Excuse it's more me. that, like, Get right in there. it doesn't even occur to me. Like, if I have no plans, which happens a lot, if I have no plans and Mr. Who is out of town and it's, like, a Friday, I'm probably just going to plop on the couch, watch some, like, dumb girly movie, and right. I'll have a glass of wine and I'll have some version of, like, girl dinner, which is, like, cereal and then a bunch of ice cream or something. 
You know, like yeah. I'm not I'm not going to go out and seek out a meal. And I cannot imagine going out and being like table for one. I'm sitting right. here even with like I have a book and I'm going to enjoy this. Okay, but answer the question. If you're sitting at the bar, if you're sitting at the bar, that should not. I don't know if that counts for this uh, if you're research that open meal, table I think did. It does. No. Mm-mm. Yes. It's like you're at a table with eight other people. What right. if it's yeah. a bar where you have to reserve the bar? Doesn't like matter. there's a lot of those in Portland, you're still Maine. Sitting with other people. No. Well, That's I know. Different. No, I know what Meg like saying. If you're making a reservation yeah. for yourself to go out. Yeah. To the bar? If you make a re- yeah, she's right about that. If Which you made yourself a reservation, yeah. that's different. You're like, I'm it making is, a reservation at this bar so I have a seat. Fine, but that's different from sitting at a table by yourself. If you're sitting at the bar by yourself, you're still sitting with other people. If you're at a table by yourself, that's a different Well, it also sounds like Arkin at the bar is very communal, <laughs> which yeah, I, I like. Yeah, I yeah. like it's a very Hey, eating that wing over there? <laughs> hey. Hey, Cadillac's aunt. <laughs> <laughs> have some fries, please. Hey, aunt Cadillac. <laughs> Hey, you eat that celery there. <laughs> Looks like you ate all your wings. You eat all that celery? I'm going to grab some. So, yeah, no, I think in general, what do you like, mean, no? the bar, the bar <laughs> hey, is very nice. nice balloon art. <laughs> I thought that was live. Me too, actually, to start. So, no, no, if you're going You guys sit, know who Lorena Bobbitt is? If you're going and sitting at the bar, this is what Arkan's asking. <laughs> the, I'm a the patrons, guy, The mean. patrons next to him. Yeah. Hey, hey, you, guys, you guys heard of Lorena Bobbitt? <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna eat those wings? You're horny. Let's do it right at my pony. I- <laughs> so now our kids requesting the music at the bar. Oh baby! So I'm singing it. The bar is just so different. So I, I'm just curious for One, research two. purposes. But if you did, if you did a, a reservation, that is different. I'll grant you that. Yeah, because you like planned it. You're like, I am going out by myself. If I walk into the bar and plop down, and I'm like, I'm gonna, I need to eat something, and I'm in like a different city, that doesn't count. That's it not- also feels really different if it's a different city. Yeah, I like agree with that, too. Like, if you're in Charlestown... And, I'm not going, to the, you, I'm not gonna go to the bar by myself in Charlestown. Yeah. Or, like, probably in Boston. But, but, if, I'm, but if I'm, like, in another city, I might do I it. I don't think it's weird. I yeah. just don't even think about doing yeah, it. Yeah, whatever. I, I I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But it's like, more, that's more of a out, me thing than anything else. I would reach out to a friend. Like, if I wanted to go watch a game at the bar, I'd reach out to, like, two different friends and be like, hey, you want to come meet me? Let's have a drink at the bar and watch the game. And if they both said, no, I have other plans, I'd just be like, okay, I guess I'm just watching it at home. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a homebody, though. Yeah. More fries for me. <laughs> I was thinking, though, about things that are better alone. Because I understand that, like, some people probably like eating alone. I, they like sitting at the bar and watching the game alone. Like, mm-hmm. that might be their their vibe, which I don't want to yuck your yum. Sure. So if you're into that, like, all the power to you, you're probably a more confident and secure person than I am or than you are. And I'm here for all of it. <laughs> and I'm here for all of it. Do you want to hear things that I find are better alone? Shh. Yes. Okay. And I know what you're thinking. <laughs> we're not I'm, going I'm, there. I'm very curious about this. Yeah, go. <laughs> Love making. <laughs> <laughs> no. Stop it. I don't do that. Okay. Sleeping. Lady doth protest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alone for sure. Sleeping alone is like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. when you are in a couple and you get to sleep by yourself in oh. bed. It's like you're on vacation. Game changer. Like, this, is, this is a holiday for me. Game changer. Anytime Kat and I get a hotel, I'm like, we didn't get two beds. Why? Why do we not do that? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. this is getting revealing. Yeah, why? Why? Why didn't we get two beds? I, I need. I, I want to sleep by myself. Yes. Um. Long distance running. When I was training for marathons, the most annoying thing was like for Boston having yeah. to run with big groups of people. I'm like, ugh, I'd rather would, just be by myself, listen to a podcast, do yeah, it alone. I would put that any any sort of uh, you know physical activity. I would say like you know any sort of workout like that. I don't personally want to be working out or running or anything with somebody else. We've talked about this before. Long distance driving. I prefer to drive alone. 
Oh, I disagree with that. If I'm doing a long road trip, a, I like a... a I lo- like, you want to be in the car by, by yourself oh, for like eight were, hours? I don't think you were on the show for no. this. I like a solo drive because I like to listen to what I like. I like to stop when I want. Okay. I don't want to accommodate someone I very else. much value my solo commute to and from work. Arcan with a young child, I'm sure you feel the same way. Like, I, ver- I very, very much value that. But like something like a six-hour road trip, I don't oh, want to yeah. do that by myself. That's perfect. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm way happier doing that. Okay. Um, taking a shower. Better yeah. alone. Yeah. I don't even care about extracurricular activities. I don't want to, I want to be in the hot water. <laughs> okay. There's right. not, there's right. not I don't want to wait. People up. actually take like showers and actually shower. Like, yeah, it's right. It's <laughs> well, not. you know what I mean? I'm saying even with the extracurricular. Yeah, I'm not trying to share the water. No, no I, I, I want to, I'm I now I'm cold. I don't like it. Got okay. It. Um, <laughs> watching a movie in a theater. Is better solo? I like doing that alone. That's enough. I don't know that I've, we've talked, this one we've talked about. I don't yeah. think I've ever done that solo. I don't think I've ever gone See, to the movies by myself. I feel... I go to the movies. I go. I barely I go to the either, movies with people. Yeah. I yeah. just I haven't been to the movies yeah. at all. Either, so. Well, I, I have a tendency to want to talk in the movie, so it's better if I'm alone, because then I can't like share my theater for, with anyone. It's like, better for everyone else. Ah, so what do you think about this guy? He looks pretty suspicious, huh? I bet he's the one who did it. Do you like yell at the screen? Like, watch out! <laughs> oh, someone got mad at me because I did that in that movie. Um, She's betraying you! Yeah, in Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> I, I yelled at the movie at one point. I was like, no! And this guy behind me was like, he can't hear you. <laughs> nice. So those, that's the list of things that I came up with that are totally better alone. Arcan, anything else? Um, Arcan's like uh, radio shows, the Sunday service. That's why. Okay. Yeah, hear you he does bozos. like the radio it. show yeah. alone. Nah, all over it. Get get these two bozos out of here. But if you if you dine alone. Matt, I didn't think of that. If you dine alone, you're on trend. Okay? It's going up. No, 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 no. It's like it's gone up four percent, and it's the year biggest. Over year. It's the biggest uh, party size that's yeah, growing. But when you go from point zero or zero point one to you know whatever it's up to now, like what, if it's such a small number, I don't know that that's okay, Mister. Significant data alone in college, yeah. weirdo. I mean, you know, literally the time of life when St- no one is alone. Stetson East, Stetson East at Northeastern, seven a.m. Go go take a look around. It's pretty bleak in there. There's not a lot of people eating with other people. Uh, 617 Northeastern sounds not a, super fun. Not at my Northeastern. Uh, 617 797 <laughs> not my Huskies. You can jump in for Rich Keefe. He comes your way at the top of the hour. We have Bet Roulette. Picks for the weekend next. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI. Sports talk in perfect harmony. This is Jones and Meggo. On WEEI. The further it went down the road with Bill Belichick, the more Atlanta, I think, got cold feet on Bill Belichick and understanding all the things that they would have to do to satisfy him. And I think that any team right now, and I think that's part of the reason that you're looking at kind of a dearth of opportunities mm-hmm. is you have a guy who's 71 who's not going to be there for the long term. Mm-hmm. He has a very select few teams that he would consider. And when he comes in with a recent record that isn't impressive, he's going to come in and want things to be done his way with no one to answer to. So I think it's a, I had thought during the year that it would be difficult for him to mm-hmm. find a market, and that's proving right. And Curran was right about that. We asked him numerous times, like, what sort of market is Bill going to have? Our team's going to be lining up. And he never said that was going to be the case. Now, 
I don't know that he ever thought he was going to have zero job. Like, I'm still blown away by that. Like, as little as I think of Bill Belichick and the job he's done, I'm still shocked he doesn't have a job. I thought that was... Did not see it coming. Self- a job offer. Selfishly, right. He didn't get an offer. Selfishly, I thought we were going to have that all year. I thought we were going to have, how's Bill doing, similar to the Brady thing. In 2020, I thought we were going to have that the whole year. So, like, selfishly, I feel... I feel, uh, what's the right word? Not frustrated. Like, I feel like it's been, it's been like taken away from us. You've been robbed. Thank you. That is, I don't know how I couldn't come up with that word, but yes, I feel, I feel robbed on this. Yes. Maybe it's because of you. <laughs> All those horrible things you said about Bill. I mean, maybe. Do you think, do you think? First, you drive him out of town. Think that's what it is. Now Arthur you Blank? deprive him of his opportunity. Arthur Blank was just sitting in his office listening to EEI. You think that's what it was? Nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, let's, he? let's see what the people locally are saying. What? He did. What? Probably had like an old timey radio too. Yeah. You know? Hold on, let me Google Ring camera. Get that guy a meter. Uh, but so when it comes to uh, when it comes to this, like I, I yeah, I don't. I, who knows? I don't know. But I'm floored that he doesn't have a job. And it's not because I think he would be good at it. It's not because I thought he would have been good in Atlanta or wherever. I just thought somebody would say it's Bill Belichick. The same thing we get from ninety percent of the callers. Oh, Bill Belichick. Oh, six rings. And I thought that's as far as owners would think it through. That, but that, at I'm, the end I'm of the day, the callers don't have to give them $25 million or hand over personnel control of their franchise, which I think ultimately. Yeah, if it. they had the same, like, if Bill came to blank and said, I'll, under the same, you know, things as Raheem Morris, I'll, I'll take the job under the same stipulations as him, they probably would have hired him. You know, and that's just, that's what I can't believe is that Bill was willing to forego all that and sort of bluff his way through it thinking, you know, I'm good no matter what with only one option and to put that ahead of this record, you know, and and having a job, forget the record, having a job. He was willing to sort of say, no, you know what, it's my way or no way for his career, basically. I mean, this is it. Well, he has the money either way for this year. So So that's what we've been asking all day. Like, is this it? Uh, Is Bill Belichick done? Was this the final gig? Uh, or will he have another opportunity? Uh, this is where the poll ended here uh, on a Friday. I guess it'll still uh, continue to run after the show. Uh, 61% say no. Bill is not done. He will get another job. Mego and I agree on this. Arcan, the 39% agree with you, saying yes, Bill will never coach again. That, that's actually a higher number than I... Like, we we won this poll question, Mego. Like, credit to us. Mm-hmm. Bravo. Yes. Like, uh, cheers all around. But if you asked me before Thank we you, Super Pack. before we did this poll question, if you asked me, almost forty percent of Patriots fans would say Bill will never coach again. I wouldn't have thought the number would have been that high. No, closer than you would think. But I yeah. guess part of it is just the. I'm sure part of it is the shock of him only seeming to have this one opportunity and not getting it. And some of it is being possessive over him too, which you've uh, <laughs> talked about in the past. Uh, anyway, line up for Rich Keith. He comes your way at the top of the hour, six o'clock each and every night here on WEEI. Meantime. Picks for the weekend in Bet Roulette. All right, I'm going to give you a choice. You can either have the money and the hammer, or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. You don't f*** around in this place. You got it? Boom, boom. That's it. Gambling. Bet Roulette brought to you by Cars for Kids. Easy way to donate your car. You can donate today. Your car will be picked up tomorrow. Carsforkids.com, 1-877-CARS-4-KIDS. It's cars with a K or the number four. And the number four, sorry. Uh, Mego, why don't you roll for us? We had no picks last night. Uh, we were mm-hmm. sidetracked by breaking news on Bill Belichick. Uh, why don't you roll for us? All right. Boop, 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 
I go with a little backspin, almost knocked one. over her soda. It's a one. It's a one. And, a one. Uh, well, since it's a one, all of these, by the way, are um, conference championship what? weekend bets. What, Ryan? Ryan? What? Ryan is, like, disgusted that you almost knocked your soda over. It's almost empty. Okay. It's almost empty. It's almost empty. It's almost empty. It only would have been a little bit of Diet Cola. Look, I'm going to pour it on It's here. almost totally empty because it almost spilled. <laughs> um, all right. The uh, number one bet is Chiefs plus three and a half at Ravens. What do you say, Mega? Sorry, what? Chiefs plus three and a half at Ravens. Um, yeah, uh, I'll take that. I'll I'll roll with the Chiefs. I know they're the dog, but um, I I want the Ravens to win, Going but I'm not. Own I'm not betting against yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Turning I am back. not such a dum dum. Turning her back on Maryland and all the other I'm people not who a pronounce Ravens it. Fan. Pronounce yeah, it like woof. How how many teams do I have to denounce in this hour? That's fair. Uh, so Mego has the Chiefs. All right, let me roll. All right. Woof. Here comes Jones's roll, and it is a five. And five is a Lamar Jackson prop over under 210 yards passing on the Chiefs' defense. What do you say, Jones? Over under mm. two, uh, 210 yards, no hook for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, so the Chiefs have a very good defense, uh, but I think Lamar will go over that number because I think they're going to be trailing. I'm with Mego. I think the Chiefs, I would take the Chiefs in the points. I would take Chiefs on the money line this weekend. So I think the Ravens will be behind. I think they're going to have to throw. Now, look, he could also run for a bazillion yards, and that way he doesn't need to pick it up through the air. But 210 is not a high number, even against a good defense. And I think they'll be behind. Give me the over on Lamar. All right, here we go. Arcan for three. Oh! Yeah! Arcan, the truth! That was pretty nice. That was like a Steph Curry in the chair sh- shot there. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> All right, uh, number four, that is the Lions at the Niners. The over-under is 51 and a half, and I'm going to go with the over. Life's too short to bet the under. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Even if the Niners don't have Debo Samuel, I think Detroit's going to score a lot, and it's just going to be a back-and-forth game. So give me over 51 and a half points in San Francisco on Sunday. 51 and a half for Arcan. He's got the over for the Niners game. Mego and I both have the AFC game. Mego has the Chiefs plus three and a half. Samuel's playing, by the way. Uh, he yeah. is. I wonder the snap count, but him mm. playing is a good sign. Uh, Lamar over passing yards 210. Do with that info what you will. If you want to parlay them together, plus 515. It's a good range for us, I feel like. You know, you want to be down in the 300s. Right. It's a lazy man's parlay. <laughs> I don't want to be in the six or sevens. Like, if we ever hit, great. I want to sink my teeth into that, but I feel like our, our likelihood of hitting there hasn't been great. And if you do it on FanDuel, you can get a no-sweat same-game parlay uh, refund. Well, there you go. I, I, wow. I love those. Uh, nothing like a bonus Sheesh. bet. Those are the best. Nothing like a bonus bet in my Let's account. end on that note. I mean, you know, hitting on a bet is nice, but but bonus bets are right there. Uh, so that'll do it for us. Stay tuned for Rich Keefe. He's got you covered here tonight. 617-779-7937. Everyone have a great weekend. Enjoy the AFC and NFC Championship game. Arcan, you're on on Sunday? Yes, Sunday service, 9 o'clock. Okay, tune in for Arcan on Sunday. We'll talk to you Monday. With new imaging. With new imaging. Uh, We'll talk to you Monday at 2 here on WEEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.